Welcome to track number 20 of Army of Heart Followers. 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy 6 verse 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. You don't think Satan is going to inform you to follow such things? Never. So, in following somebody, you'll find out the person starts to give you instructions. Even if you stay with me in my house, you, you see that just now, I'll start sending you. It's true. If you are with me in the house. Just now, you see that I'm sending you to do something. Is it not true? In your house, doesn't your father send you to do something? They're always sending you to do something. So when you are near someone and you are following, you see that the person starts to tell you some funny little things to do. Go and lock the door. Go and open the door. Go and bring the remote. Go and bring the remote. The remote is just here, here. Go and bring the remote. <laughs> Turn off the light. Turn on the light. Go and call this for me. Huh? It's water for me. Sweep the hall. Yes? Can you come and wipe here? Where are you? Who is there? Where are they? Where is everyone? Where is everyone? Once you are near somebody you are following, you start hearing the person, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. So when you are near a man of God like Paul was, he started to hear, Timothy was to Paul, he started to hear some small things which you won't hear if you are not close. So those of you here, you are hearing things. The nearer you come, you are hearing things which you, 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 you wouldn't hear. James, come and give your testimony. Come. Is James here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. On, um, on Sunday. On Sunday. Mm-hmm. After service. After, after service. Dropping everyone. Yes. On this is my driver, by the way. Yeah. But it's, it's a driver who has his own car. <laughs> <laughs> on the way home, um, on the motorway, just as I started off on the motorway, it was raining, very dark. It was around 1 a.m. in the morning. I just dropped daddy off. And um, just as I was moving, I just remembered that, and I was driving normally very fast. And um, I just remembered daddy telling me, every time he's always telling me, James, don't drive fast on the motorway. Slow down. Anytime we're driving, he tells me. So I just remember on the motorway. On the motorway. That's a thermal motor. We have only one. (laughs) (laughs) When my book on how to escape curses come, don't forget to read the shoebread aspect of that book. Okay. It's coming just now. You see it out soon. 
So I, I just remembered daddy's voice and every time he's telling me, just at that time, as I was you know, getting on with my speed. So I remembered it and slowed down considerably from where I was really slowed down and moved to the slow lane. And when I moved to the slow lane, I remember seeing some headlights coming from behind me very fast and I was thinking, hey, this guy. So as we were moving, just as I had slowed down, really slowed down, then the, the other car pulled next to me and then suddenly, we saw a broken down tipper track right in the middle of the road. No lights, no reflectors, nothing. Right there. The other guy, because he was driving very fast, panicked, hit his brakes, started skidding all over the road. And so I couldn't turn into that lane to avoid the track because I didn't know how he's moving around. The other side, bushes, you can't see anything. So I had to go straight into the track. The only thing that saved So you were breaking. I was breaking. I had hit my brakes full on. The only thing that saved me was the fact that I heard daddy's voice that said, slow down. Don't drive fast on the, on motorway. the motorway. And then I, I just did it. Just as I remembered that voice, I did what I had heard. And I still went into the car, went under the car. Um, but... I don't think I would have been standing here if I hadn't obeyed. Oh, no, we'd have been planning his funeral. No. His car went all the way right to just where? Just, just before the windscreen. Yes, up to the, up to the windscreen. Even the windscreen is cracked. The, bonnet, the whole front is gone. Yes. The so whole just a little cracked. bit more, and then it would have cleared his. That's how people die on the motorway or on the car this Sunday. And it was just, I mean, the, it, it's, it's amazing that I was able to stop. And it's just because I just shut down the speed. And that's what made me, instead of smashing into it, I rolled into it, more or less. And there was the other one that he's always telling me to do. Two things. Which is, on the dark road, put on your highlight. But that one I didn't do. Now, if I had done that, I would have picked up the car earlier. And that maybe could have even stopped the car from hitting the other car. But it's just that voice. Just that voice. Just obeying that voice. So what I'm trying to... Because, because, because he's always driving me. He, is it, well, if you are... You will hear some, some things. Do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. That's what it means to follow. When you follow somebody... You hear some things. Yes. And those things, little things, but you may, may be so whatever, important. Even those of you who are in medical school and others, you hear me talking about how to pass exams. I meet with medical students and I have things on academic meetings with them. Not about ministry, academic. With questions and everything I share. This is for you. Use this. That is, you, you only hear it if you are around. Yes, because I have two, so many medical students. He's a, the, the, the pastor is a, is a, is a doctor. Right? The medical students are coming. Yes. That, that, yeah, the funny thing is when, I, when the, the other car stopped and the, the doors had jammed, I couldn't get out, so they came and tried to pry that. They were so shocked that I remember one guy coming and said it in three, hey, what me deny? It's like, what you, does that mean? You were able to stop. 
And the only reason I was able to stop was that my speed was very low. A speed that I know. A land cruiser. Go. A land cruiser. Yeah. But now we'll be planning the funeral. We'll be having some calls from the family. That's whatever the family meeting. So we are going for whatever. But God has delivered us in the name of Jesus. Clap for Jesus. Hallelujah. So, thank you, James. So, you see, when you are around, you hear certain things. Say, this thing, let me believe it. Let me believe it. Yes. Yes. One day, we were at a camp. And some beloveds were quarreling. <laughs> Open quarreling. So I said, I called them, I said, no, no. No, no, no. Is there a song like that? No, no, no. What song is that? No, no. Huh? Oh, there's nobody like Jesus. Yeah. I said, no, no, no. So I called them. I said, I've broken. You know, a referee. I've broken it. Go. You go here. You go here. Hey! How she cried. After one session, she was following me. But you see, because they were close enough for me to see that it was an IMC. Do you know what is an IMC? An IMC is an ill-married couple. Ill-married couple. Yes. Ill-married. Like, it was not a good arrangement. It's an IMC. Ill-married couple. Yes. It was a, it was a mismatch. Because I said, I'll find a help meet suitable how you are. This one is good for you. I realized that it was an IMC. An ill-married couple. So I put, because, just because they were close. If they were far, I wouldn't have seen. But I saw that, no. The girl was following me. She was, uh, I want my beloved. Uh, I want my Go away. <laughs> So, one evening, my heart was touched as she was crying. I said, come. And I said, come. Come. I said, God is going to mend your heart. And I told her, I'm going to send a welder to weld back the heart. Wow. So, one day, saw a brother and I said you look like a welder <laughs> he was having the welder's anointing <laughs> and I told him I'm going somewhere for a carnival you should follow me then I told him, when you get to the carnival, there are certain options. 
I want you to see something. He said, Daddy, I'm ready. My welding, electrical welding machine is here. When he arrived and he saw the one that I was referring to, he said, I don't want to see anything else. I don't want to see anything else. Yes. And he said, I can do the job. Now, he took care. Today, you see, this is a HMC is what? Healthy married couple. Proper. It's a PMC. Proper married, not an ill married couple. This girl before was, you see her. Hey! She was defending herself. Every day she was fighting. Angry woman, brawling woman, contentious woman, odious woman. But I look at her and I said, she's not really an odious woman. But it's because it's an IMC. She has been turned into a contentious woman, but it's actually not a contentious woman. There are people like that, they are actually not contentious. But they are in an ill married couple situation. Yeah. They are not actually some way, but the person you put them with makes the whole thing some way. They are actually good people. Some people are even phlegmatic, but when they marry, you see that they are forced to be choleric. Yeah. Because like if they don't rise up, there will be nothing will be done. So when you are close enough, you'll be hearing certain petty Instruction. It looked like that. No, finish. Go, go away. Should have seen her following me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want my brother. Hey, go away. <laughs> so, as you are a follower, you hear certain instructions, certain commandments, certain little, little things, and those things will be a great blessing to you. Now, Second Timothy. I want to give, show you seven of these wonderful little instructions. Hard follower. That's the song that Ida was singing. She was telling her that she's in a relationship. She hears that love is as strong as death. Many words. You should pray for her. <laughs> wow. Number one, these are some of the key instructions that Paul gave to Timothy, his follower. Number one, he said, be a hard follower by being strong in the grace. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. That's the first. He said, he told him, be strong in the grace. Now, what does it mean to be strong in the grace? The grace is what sort of is happening easily and naturally. Do you understand? 
So that is what you should be strong in. So in every church, something is happening naturally and easily. Do you understand? That's what's working. That's what God is doing. You have to flow with it. Flow. In other words, he was saying, flow. Because you only become something by grace. First Corinthians 15 verse 9, Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. I'm the least. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. If you will ever be anything, it's because of grace. So when his grace is flowing, flow with what God is doing. Don't recreate something. I cannot make somebody who is a singer into an administrator. There's no grace for that. And you see, to sing a song and even to remember the words, you saw that Bishop Oko was struggling seriously. Yes. Just one song. And he has practiced for about two weeks. One song. Because I called him. I said, come. Let's go do a song. And you see Aida singing so many songs. She doesn't even know what song is coming next because she never knows. I don't know. I don't know what song is coming next. We know as we flow. Yeah. And whatever song I say, she will sing it. So you, you would think that it is normal, but actually it's a grace. So when you see us having churches, when you see us coming together for a camp meeting, when you see people, are, people want to come, like you, are, you, you want to come, and somebody forced you to come. Is somebody paying you to come? But you want to come. You want to be. It's a grace. Oh. Your, even your interest in God. Our small, small churches that we are starting. Our church planting. Working for God. And all this is grace. You would have thought that if I emphasize financial, what not. Then more people will be coming. Yes. But that's the grace. So for me, the grace is preach about shepherding. Preach about working for God. Preach about the anointing. This is what the grace is on, on my life. And it, it leads to even more prosperity than those who are preaching prosperity. Yeah. I mean, as we are here, we are not owing anybody. Yes. There's no debt here. There's no loan here. You are working, what you are working on is real things. Yes. No bank can say that they give us a loan. Nobody. Because we don't have it. Yes. The maximum is that we haven't paid some workers. And we have to pay them. That's all. Which is normal. In the government, there are people they have not paid for so many years. Huh? Uh, doctors, nurses, see that they, they have not paid them. That's the maximum. But we'll pay them. National service. I want to ask you, what's the grace of God that is working in your life? Flowing it. You'll be surprised that that grace is what would even make you rich. You see, I'll tell you something. Whatever the grace is, that's, that's, that's the thing. Maybe what you are learning in school, 
that's not what you are going to use to do well in life. So I see that there is grace for something else apart from what you learned. Like me. Even let's take our president Rollins. What he learned in school is not what he what he learned in school was to be a pilot. He's actually a pilot. It's not piloting that made him see the Queen of England or made him go to see President Clinton and all this. It's not piloting. It's, 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 it's something else. Radical leadership. Yes. That's what made him famous. And now people are clamoring for him. People are, and I said it when he was head of state. I said one day people will say, we want Rollins. We want somebody like Rollins. Yes. And it's happening now. Yeah. But I said it then. People were looking at me. I said, no. You see, it's not about which party you support. It's about things that need to be done. We are watching. Even his own people don't like him now. Amazing. So, you take uh, almost anybody. I don't know what Michael Jackson learned in school, but <laughs> it's the singing that is what was helping him. Almost everybody really, it's like school is like on the left and then the grace is also on the right. Yes. Occasionally the grace coincides with what you learn. Yes. Reverend Eastwood is a pharmacist. You see, you can't even remember that he's a pharmacist. Actually, his real work is pharmacy. <laughs> yes, he's a pharmacist. He should have been behind the car. What is wrong with you? Receive para- paracetamol. Give me the prescription. Take two, take it one. Ashes, you are too slow. Bring the Panadol, bring the Chloroquine. Quickly. I mean, I can't even imagine him wearing a white coat and trying to find toothpaste for you to share. Mouthwash is giving you mouthwash. You need, you need a cough mixture. Take two, twice a day. Receive. <laughs> huh? I see 17 people coming to the pharmacy shop today in need of what? Antibiotics. Receive it now. Take it now, two, three times a day. Day and night, day and night. So, Paul was telling Timothy, be strong in the grace. Be strong in the grace. So, what, where you see God's grace is flow in that thing. That's what makes you do well. Yes. That's what makes you do well. That's what makes you do well. That's what makes you do well. So, keep looking out and smelling and seeing what is the grace. Somebody asked me, what should I do? I said, you need a job where they talk because you can talk. Some people need a job where you need a pretty person 
it's your prettiness that is the main thing that is working for you there's nothing much upstairs but just that you are pretty your pretty face is working for you it's a grace so he said be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus yes alright yeah. so I'm walking in the grace yes I'm staying I'm trying hard to stay in where there's grace for me and that is it working yeah that's why I have more of a camp than a convention yeah number two be a hard follower of Paul by preaching what Paul preached second Timothy chapter 2 verse 2 he said the thing that you have heard me. You see, this I'm saying, you will not hear this unless you are close. But Paul didn't write any letter to anybody, just Timothy. It's a personal thing. A personal letter has been taken and made a public thing. <laughs> personal instructions to his follower. He told him the things that you heard of me. The preaching that I preach to you. What you heard me. The same things. Commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So he was talking about teaching. So the teaching that you heard me teach. The same things. This is what he told his follower. And in First Love Church, the same thing. All of you don't know anything in ministry. Don't know anything. Just learn how to preach. Not in any other way, but in the way I learned how to preach, which is by following and preaching the same thing. Only that you don't ask me. But if you were to ask me, you see that my best preaching, which is very powerful, usually is something quite copied, like quite recently copied. Yes. I, I notice it's something that's always there. And you will notice it also. You do well when you are able to get something in your heart from somewhere and preach the same thing. You watch. So it's something you tell your followers. If you go to Winners Chapel in Bishop Oedipo Church, every church first service is the same. The first service is the same. He preaches, everybody preaches the same thing in the first service. Every church in the whole world, they preach the same message. Nobody preaches. But we need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give you the revelation more in that message. Was Paul telling Timothy that he shouldn't have the Holy Spirit? No. Not at all. You are the one who is not diligent. The day you just take, take the tithing book and study chapter 2 or chapter 4. 
You suddenly see how the Holy Spirit starts to speak to you. Through the book. So you have to learn how to preach. And I told you, you study the same thing that is being preached. You study it and you go deeper than the things that have even been said. You still see more revelations. Yes. And you'll be very solid on it. This is one of the things he's told his followers. Timothy, be a hard follower. Take the same message. And I want to hear you, children, preach better than me in my own sermon. When I hear you preaching, then I feel shy about the one that I preach. It's like, this one is now higher. They have taken it to World Cup. I was playing at Dansoman Community, and you have taken it to World Cup. Amen. Amen. I was telling you one time I was with uh, Bishop Richard in uh, South Africa. And uh, I don't know, normally I, I'm always the one preaching. But I don't know how come he was preaching that day. I think I said I wasn't going to come and he came. I don't, I don't know, but there was an arrangement. So, so I came and I, was, I sat at the back and I was listening. And he was preaching about commitment. My, the same thing that I've committed, he was committing it also. <laughs> To faithful men. The same thing that I was committing. He was committing to faithful men. And when I listened to the message, I said, "Ah, this one is too much. (laughs) And I was drawn to my own message that it's far more powerful than I myself thought. I decided to come back and preach more and I started as soon as I came back I started I came back and I announced that today I'm preaching on how to have I started from how to have devoted members yes. because I saw that the book was very powerful <laughs> you are the next preaching star in Jesus name Amen. learn it learn it Learn it. Singers become good singers by being able to sing exactly what somebody sings. Exactly, not a variation. Exactly, I can do this. Then later, you see that it shifts into other things. But at least exactly, you must get it right. It shows something. Yeah. All right? So this is a tip. You know, I'm giving this a like personal instructions, you know, because you are around in the house, I say, go and bring water, go and close the door, put on the light, bring the remote. The remote is just here, here, so go and bring the remote. <laughs> this is what he was telling Timothy, he said, flow in grace. When you see something is working, flowing. That's what God told me, flow in shepherding. They laugh at you and say the word shepherd, flow in shepherding, mega church, they are laughing at you, mega church. That's why, by God's grace, we are not poor. Yes, we are not poor. From everywhere, all over, if they are sitting in Seychelles Islands and others, if I even need a car, Seychelles, a, a church alone can buy for me without any debt. If it's a car that I need, yes, based on their strength in Seychelles. I, I was asking him uh, uh, how much money they have in their bank account. So, based on the strength that they have, they can take care of my need of a car. Now, 
on the island. You are the next rising star in the ministry. It's a personal flowing. The, the things that are working. Shepherding, mega church, anointing, and what? Church growth. Huh? Loyalty. Flow in it. Let, let me ask you something. Is it loyalty? It's, 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 it's a grace. The teaching on loyalty. Can you imagine I send somebody to a country in South America, he and his wife, and, and children, and four children. A very expensive, by the way, if you ever go to Brazil, don't bother to go shopping, just window shopping, just watch, it's too expensive. Shop at another place. But can you imagine somebody living in, the, in a country, doesn't have any job, the only job he has is by book, not even a church. Every time he goes to preach, Loyalty. Another church wants to come, come, come. Enough to sustain a family, paying school fees, living there, renting, doing everything. Only this book. Hey! I tell you. It's, it's amazing. Only the book. So it's a private destiny, uh, Charlie. Flow in the grace. Yeah. A person cannot even, if, if you don't control, you cannot even come. But every church wants the person. Come and teach this. Come and teach. Quiet time. Quiet time. The books. <laughs> it's a grace and you need to. Any All my pastors, my pastor in Nicaragua, is now a staff. They have all the churches in Nicaragua and South America. They are calling him. Come. We need you. Come with your book in Spanish. Loyalty. It's a grace. So you have to always look in your life which one is working. What is working? What works? What works more? And you may find out that the ministry works more than what you learned in school. <laughs> wow. Okay, number three, quickly. Hi, you people are delaying. Number three, be a hard follower of Paul by enduring hardness. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. Never become a softy when it comes to the ministry. Look, there must be hard things in your life. Hard prayers. Hard fastings. Hard preachings. Time, time spent working for God. Nights, all night. Hard things. Endure hardness as a good soldier. One day I had some soldiers who were guarding me at the crusade. So I decided to, I like talking to them sometimes. I asked what, 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 what do you have to do to be a soldier? And he said, um, I must be able to do 50, 50 press-ups in a minute. 50 and 55 in one minute. 
55 press-ups. Come, start. 55. One, two, three, four, five, And a soldier, you see him slim. 55. Standard. And one of them was a, a, a policeman. A, a special, what do you call, special forces. 55 minimum. Then he said, they had another program. No bathing for three months. No bathing for three months. And your hardness. They didn't bat for three months. So I said, how was it after three months? I said, bad, very bad. Three months, no bad, you don't bat. Yes. So hardness is usually in the length of something and the difficulty that you are able to persist in. You know, so this type of, you know, one day I was with a pastor whose church was not growing. He said, I've never been able to pray for more than 20 minutes. And I mean, immediately I knew that he cannot. He should be able to pray for one hour, for two hours, three hours, Five hours, seven hours. The first time I prayed for seven hours, I was at Chimota School in my box room. First time I seven hours, ten to five. It was a normal prayer for me, ten to five, ten to five, ten to five. Ten to five. Seven. Ten in the ten, seven, twelve is two hours, then twelve to five is five hours. Continuous. I started that when I was in school. Seven hours is not far. 12 hours prayer. Personal all night. There's nobody with you. The sun is there. You'll be praying. The sun will go down. You'll be praying. The sun will come up in the morning. You are still praying. I, I, I can pray so long that I am not, I don't, feel, I, I can't sleep. You, 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 can, you can pray to a point that you can't sleep because there's some spiritual energy in you that is, is against sleep. Yes. One time I prayed for more than 24 hours and I was trying to sleep and I couldn't sleep. I lied down and said I can't sleep. So let me just get up and continue. Yes. Endure hardness. Hard follower. Hard. Endure hardness as a good soldier. There is nothing without hard things. Sitting at a camp hard. Going through notes. Going through books. Searching to find only one revelation. One day I went to wait on God. I was there seven days. By the seven days, I was almost angry. I said, Look, God, I've been here for some time. I don't have any revelation. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I sat down in frustration. Yes. Put on the te television. 
And I knew there's nothing. All oh, it's only liver messages. This uh, stage one, Christian this thing. Then suddenly I saw somebody preaching. And the Holy Spirit said to me, That is your cow. Follow this cow. As I was. It's not, it was an even an unusual program. It's not even a program that is on. The next time I was in that same place, I put on the, that channel was not there. It was only for that day. It was not there anymore. It's, it's still not there. But it took seven days for him to even. Now he didn't even tell me anything. He just followed this cow. Why should I follow this cow? Because cows know where to go by following the cow in front. Zebras know where to go by following the zebra in front. Camels know where to go by following the one just in front of you. So he was showing me somebody who is ahead of me. He says, follow the bottom of this one. And you'll do well. Yeah. Face to the person's bottom. Or ass, depending on the English that you speak. <laughs> what do you think? You can't pray for three hours. You've never, you've never prayed for three hours. Only you. You see, this prayer meeting thing is not, yeah. it's different. Though. Prayer meeting is different from you praying. I'm not talking about prayer meetings where we stand and we, we start praying. Who was there when we went to pray, uh, prayer meeting? We were praying for 1,000 churches. You, you, come and tell us. God hears prayers. So come. What year was it? 1999. I had just been in the church for one year, and that was my first camp. And it was held in UCC Auditorium. And I remember um, Daddy telling us that we we're going to be praying for nine hours every day for the three days that we we're going to be there. So 27 hours. Yes, I said we're doing 27 hours. It's one of the only camps that we are going to pray a lot at the camp. No, normally, we don't pray much. So this time we said 27 hours before we leave, nine hours a day for three days. For 1,000 churches. We're praying for what? 1,000 churches. Have we passed 1,000 churches? Oh. Bra. And 1999. 1999. Yeah. You sleep, you wake up, you pray. People, I mean... I was not used to that environment, praying for nine hours. You are not used to that. But after that, my prayer life changed. Wow. Yeah. He's almost a bishop. He's just, he's just completing his uh, palatial uh, office blocks and other cathedrals in Maputo. Yeah. He was saved at Kumasi. Kumasi crusade. You are the next person to build great churches and do great things for God. God answers prayers. Endure hardness. Hardness. Before I started having healing, Jesus crusade, I went and prayed for about 100 hours. Oh, yes. I mark it. One, 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 one. Every 10 hours, I, every hour, every hour like that, and I settle like that. That's 10. It's not a small thing to pray for 100 hours. Yes, and I was showing you. Eh? Yes. 7.55 to 8 o'clock was not easy. How many have prayed for a long time? When you check, only five minutes have passed. Yeah. 
That is why I don't want you to enter an IMC. Because when you enter an IMC, ministry is harder. Because after doing all the hard things, when you come back home for comfort, and you see that your comforter is an angry woman. Your comforter is what? A brawling woman. Your comforter is what? Odious woman. It's a what? Contentious woman. Wow. So, I don't want you to enter a what? IMC. So, you must, all of you in relationship, you must ask yourself, are we an IMC? Are we an IMC? An ill-married couple. I heard that expression one day. I was watching something on television. And there was a man, a captain of a ship, who was in conflict with the assistant deputy captain of the ship. And somebody described their relationship. He said that the relationship between the captain and the deputy assistant captain of the ship was like an ill-married couple. When I heard that, I said, my God, what a description. (laughs) An ill-married couple. When you come back, instead of receiving love, instead of receiving smiles. Those of you who don't smile when your husband comes home, God is going to judge you. I said, God is going to judge you. One day, day. I called a certain wife. Certain wife. And I said, Come, we are going to do practice. I want you to practice smiling on arrival. It's called SOE. Smile on arrival. Smiling on arrival. That as the person opens the door, as the person comes, as you come, when you see the person, (laughs) instead of a face as if you are a nurse who has gone on night duty, and it is now 6 a.m. and you are tired, and you've made your bed, you don't even lift up your eyes, angry woman. One day, I was in the house of an old man over 70 years old. And his wife was also over 60. And he had a walking stick. I wish I had a walking stick here to show. His wife went out and he looked at me like this. He had had a stroke. His mouth was like... He was depending on his wife for everything. You sit down and his wife will feel, come to the kitchen. She would cook, make this. She would, uh, we were all sitting there. I was sitting there. He was also sitting there. Then she went out and he looked at me. Angry. Always angry. Then she opened the door and she came out. He was just sitting there. Oh. God is going to judge you for the way you've been and how you treat your man. Smile on arrival. 
Tell somebody it's an SOA. Smiling on arrival. on this side you have to sit down you people can stand if you want back there you are blocking the speakers it's cause of smiling on arrival have you heard the news i've been found by a brother i wanna learn how to be a virtuous woman and be good to my man in secret and in public I want to obey what the word of God says I want to be a virtuous woman 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 there are so many different kinds of women Tell us! I know I could be any kind of woman It's true! I could be hey. an angry woman No, 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 could no! be a brawling woman No, no, could no! Be an odious woman No! Could be a contentious woman hey, no! A virtuous woman. I'm gonna be a virtuous woman. I'm gonna be a virtuous woman. Smile on arrival. I'm gonna be smiling on arrival. I'm gonna be a virtuous woman. I'm smiling on arrival. Smiling on arrival. Smiling on arrival. What kind of woman are you gonna be? God is gonna judge you. God is gonna judge you for the way you've been and how you treat your man. What kind of woman are you gonna be? God is gonna judge you. God is gonna judge you for the way you've been and how you treat your man. I wanna be a virtuous woman. I'll be good to him all the days of my life I'll wake up early I'll be hard working oh, nice. I'll bring food from far hey. I'll guard my loins with strength That's the best part! Hey. I'm gonna be a virtuous woman I'm gonna be a virtuous woman I'm gonna be a virtuous woman. I'm gonna be a virtuous woman. I'm gonna be a virtuous woman. Tell us about it. I'll be strong. I'll be wise. I will look well to my house. Wow. I will not be lazy. Yes. I will not be idle. I'll dress in silk and purple. My husband is gonna pray. I'm gonna you. be a virtuous woman. You tell him that you are the camp. I'm gonna be a virtuous That's why he's enjoying. I'm 
gonna be a virtuous woman. I'm gonna be a virtuous woman. What kind of woman are you gonna be? God is gonna judge you. God is gonna judge you for the way you be and how you treat your man. What kind of woman are you gonna be? God is gonna judge you. God is gonna judge you for the way you be and how you treat your man. Say, I'm gonna be a virtuous woman. I'm gonna be a virtuous woman. Whoa. I'm gonna be a virtuous Sing it, I'm gonna be a virtuous woman. Say, what kind of woman are you gonna be? Say, I'm gonna be a virtuous woman. Oh, what kind of woman are you gonna be? I'm gonna be a virtuous woman. What kind of woman are you gonna be? I'm smiling on arrival. What kind of woman are you gonna be? Smiling on arrival. Say, I'm gonna be a virtuous woman. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Okay. Number four. Endure hardness, isn't it? Number four. Don't entangle yourself. Be a hard follower of Paul by not entangling yourself. Give them their coffee. Those who need the coffee, give them. Give them. It's not too late. Not entangling yourself in the affairs of this life. Wow. No man that warreth, this is his advice. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who has chosen him. Amen. No man that warreth entangles himself. So he was advising Paul. Paul was advising Timothy. Don't get deep into the world. Amen. Especially financial things. Contracts, debts, deep contracts, deep agreements. Do you see? Don't entangle yourself deeply in the affairs of this life if you want to really serve God. Yeah, because it will, it will hold you back. Now, what are the affairs of this life? Marriage is one of the affairs. Having children. Now, if you have seven children, you are deep into the world. In the affairs of this life. Seven children. Three girls, four boys. I mean, you are very deep in the affairs of this life. It's not the affairs of the devil. Affairs of this life. So, even the number of children that you have shows you how deep you are going into the affairs of this life. Sometimes when God has called you, you've reached the end of your education. But you are still wanting to entangle even deeper. So I need a PhD of this. I need after that, I need a master's of that. And then I need another PhD. You get it? I mean, you finish your education. When I finished medical school, I said, look, it's enough. I've been to seven years to this school and so on. It's okay. Yes. Because I could go another seven years and I'll be deeper. So deep, I can't extract myself. Because after you've invested seven more years to specialize, super specialist of right, only the right eye. I mean, it doesn't even make sense to leave that 
great investment. You've been in the medical training for about 15 years. What does it, does it make sense to just put it down? Why did you do all that? So there's a point at which the important education has been accomplished. But when you go a little further, you are going now into entanglement and depths which will hold you back when God wants to send you. Now let me tell you, God needs the best people. If you are good at school, God needs you. His work needs intelligent people. Yes. His work needs intelligent people. God needs intelligent people. The engineers who did this work, they are all first class. They had first class when they were in, uh, they are pastors, but they had first class in engineering, civil engineering. Yeah. Not second class, first class. First of all, they qualify for civil engineering, which is the highest of the engineering. Then, first class. Yeah. A, they are very, very clever people. They have, they have designed all these structures. Yes. God needs intelligent, good people. God wants the best. So when you are very good, but still I'm going deeper. It's like one marriage you've entered, you know, it's like you are taking the marriage to galaxy cap, galaxy cap. Intergalactical tournament. Entanglements are not good things. Getting deeper and deeper and deeper into the world's network. Yes. One day, One day. I sent a brother who had four children. I think he had five children. Four or five children. To the mission field. Adam, I was not experienced. After he was there for some time, he wrote a letter to me in capital letters. Yeah. Capital letters. And when you see capital letters at a point, it's like the person shouting. Like, so a large part of it was in normal. Then the capital part. Ish. I need this too. We shall not this. I can. When I saw the letter, it just, I just read the capital sections. And I said, return. Return. Come home. It was, it was in normal blue or black, but capitals. I was afraid of the capitals. He was, you see, five children. How to fly five children there, five children back, five children in the midst of their lives, in the midst of school. I, I realized that I've taken somebody who is too deeply entangled. Do you understand? Yes. As I was going, brother, this thing. Those missionaries of William Carries and others, they were so many having children, so many children they were having. <laughs> they had a lot of children because they didn't have contraception. So it's like every year, like if you have sex more, then you are pregnant. So they were just giving birth was like part of, yes. And a lot of them died too. Yeah, they have children. So having given birth is like almost something different. So it's not that they were like 
they were William Carey was having uh, so many children, so I am also into the missionary and following hard after. <laughs> All right? So not too deep. Not too deep. Not too deep. Not far. Not too deep. Yeah, just clean up. Well, uh, you see, my, uh, my marriage is of a certain order. I must see my wife on a daily basis to speak to her, my love. I only sleep in the arms of my wife every day. Every day I sleep in her arms and she sleeps in my arms. In her bosom. <laughs> in a real ministry, it may not be possible. Yeah. When you come home, you may be so tired. You may not see that there is somebody else in the house. You see, our family, when we had our crusades, one time, one of the crusade directors went, pastors had discussions among themselves about our crusade directors. This guy is he a correct person because he had not come to plan the crusade and work on the crusade with his wife. Yeah, so they were discussing, they were gossiping. When the crusade came, his wife happened to be one of the singers. So when his wife came and she started to sing, that's his wife. I saw you are married. Then they all brought out their, so we didn't know that you were uh, like a happily married man. When we saw you alone, we thought, you know, you are one of those. And when you see their ministry, very small, very fruitless. The people who don't do much, they'll be First thing is family. Second thing is ministry. And third is what? No, number one is God. Number two is family. Number three, ministry. Where do you find that in the Bible? So we found out that he had been gossiping about the crusade director. No. Saying he's like this, he's like this. We don't know. So where is the wife? Is what is that? Yeah. He was the one the family. And he's also. Where is his wife? Talking. And when we had the crusade, there has never been a crusade in this town before. It has never happened here before. We have not, that's what they say after. We had pastors even apologizing that we want to say sorry for the way we treated your crusade director. Yes. We want to say sorry for the way we treated your crusade director. So watch out, you know, those of us who are, and you'll find out. One day one of our pastors was walking in the Kodesh and uh, 
his, his child was holding on to him as they were walking. And then somebody came and said, you see, they have missed you. They, you, they don't see you. They don't see you enough. They, they have missed you. That's why they are holding on to you. Look at somebody. Else. You see, bring the notes from your marriage and we also bring the notes from our marriage so that we compare and see whose marriage is good. Hypocritical people with standards that you have created, humanly created standards. Yes. Humanly created standards. Uh, our family usually December <laughs> is our happy time. If I to follow December happy time, there will be no service twenty fifth service, thirty first night. All these are family times. These are fam- strong family time. Easter, Good Friday, thirty first, New Year, Christmas time, holidays. When is it? Huh? Birthdays. There'll be no weddings during the Christmas, which is the best time for weddings for a lot of people. Summer break. There will be. We are also on summer break. Some of the crusade when they say we are on summer break, we are on a break, whatever. <laughs> you find that people who are deeply entangled in worldly, human ideals, they they can't do much for God. They can't do much for God. Yeah, they can't do much for God. You get it? That's why you should not have an IMC. William Carey had an IMC. William Carey. His first wife, oh, what was her name? Dolly. Oh, she wasn't good at all. She really took him on. I mean, it was bad. She was six years older than him. Not um, That is not the cause, but like, she was, she was difficult. You can get an older person who's very nicer than a younger person. Oh, yes. You can get the young one who will put the, have you seen the pepper seed? So you put it in your bottle, you see. Number five, become a hard follower by striving lawfully. If any man strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. Amen. One of the things you must realize is that God has his laws. There are certain laws that are important to God. And you must strive lawfully according to the word of God. The law we are following is the word of God. So do everything according to the word of God. Whatever God's word is, that's the law. If God says it, that's it. If God says it, that's it. Don't create new words. Yes. God says it, that's the word. That's the law. So your ministry must be according to the word. You must be a word man. And you'll be blessed. Amen. And the final one following Paul is become a hard follower by accepting to eat the fruits of ministry as a way of living. Yeah.
2 Timothy 2, 6. The husband man that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. If you labor, you will eat of the fruits. Now, many of us don't see, when, when, when they ask, when we are having a class and they say, everybody come to school today dressed in the profession that you want to be in the future. People come as doctors, I come as a lawyer, as a pilot, as an air hostess, as a nurse, and nobody comes as a pastor. Do you have that career day in school? Have you had that before? Yes. Come dressed as in how, what you want to be in the future. And everybody comes as a nurse, an air hostess, policeman, even a policeman. Ah! Policeman, soldier, everything. You don't come as a pastor. People come as drivers. But you must know that ministry is also a way of living. You have to accept it that it's a profession. Boxers live off their boxing. Soccer players, by scoring goals, they are earning whatever. And ministers also partake of the fruits of the ministry. And you must not be angry with it. You must clap for it and say, oh, they are nice. They are nice. They are nice. Never be angry at your pastor's aeroplane or your pastor's helicopter. If you see me with a helicopter one day, don't be. Mr. White as Bishop, I mean, he never used to have a helicopter. Now, most of his trip is using a helicopter. Uh, don't even start off. Don't be angry at your pastor's car or cars. And where did he get the money from? If he was working at Kolebu, will he have the money to buy such a car? Of course, I would not. I can't compare working for God to working for Kolebu. Do you know Kolebu? Yes. I, I work for God. And I must be a partaker. I cannot, even if I'm the bottle that is being used to pour the oil. When you pour and you even shake, there's still some left in the, for the bottle. The bottle has more oil for it. How can I lack pork when I am a farmer of pigs? How? At least some one or two pork chops. What do you think? And most of us, God has to break our pride for us to humbly accept this is also a way of living. It, it takes so much, especially if you've been to school. When you haven't been to school, you are just happy to receive offerings. But when you've been to school, you look and you say, ah, if I was working at uh, Nestle or Tigo, huh? Ideal milk. Pick milk. I would have had my salary. By now, I'll be earning five million. You know, 
you cannot organize pastor's appreciation at the factory workers appreciation me i eat offerings i don't have any business i don't have any business i don't do business no not even even nothing nothing at all yeah zero i don't i don't believe in that i i i give myself wholly to ministry and the fruits that i gather my pigs my cassava I don't even eat the cassava, so I have to share it to others. My uh, plantains, my corn, my cows. All these are spiritual cows, so don't think of physical cows. Spiritual cows, spiritual pigs, spiritual corn. It's more than I can eat. My storeroom is full. My storeroom is full. Salad. The husbandman or the farmer that labors must be the first person. I must be the first person to partake of the fruits in Lighthouse, not a branch pastor. First, I should eat the fruit first before you even taste some small drops. Wow. Something small for the boys. Your boys are here. (laughs) When you've been to school, you suffer from pride. The pride of humbly stretching out your hand to receive. Please, yes, an offering for your life. And you receive it. It feels too different. But that is the way that God has. God wants us to live that way. Yes. I love it. Tell someone, I love it. Paul told Timothy, Charlie, one day, there was a very proud pastor. Proud, not in, he's a humble man, but proud in this area. I think it was a lady came to see him and uh, blessed him with a parcel. He was not used to such things. When he took it, he, he took it repackaged it and gave it back to the woman. When I told him, look, you, you don't, don't do that. The woman, funny. I was reading once a professor in the medical school who became a pastor. And I was reading something that he wrote. And he was saying, he was teaching about how he, he was humbled to recognize even as a professor to be able to receive offerings and support from people because he was a pastor also. But he was a professor. Yeah. And when I I read that note, I said, yeah, this is the syndrome. When you are educated and you have other sources, it's a humbling thing to realize that this is also what God does. And sometimes he will even use that more than your work. 
And some of you, your eye is on the fruits too much. Huh? <laughs> but it's the Lord. You must love the Lord, not loving fruits. Amen? Stand to your feet, everybody. These are just tips from Paul to his follower. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Now, we are going to take a break for just 10 minutes because I, I wanted to just continue, but I want to give you a short break for how many minutes do you want? Is 10 okay? My terms. Don't be a hypocrite. I'm asking you the time and you are giving me huh? 20 minutes. You are now being honest. Okay, not longer, 20 minutes. All right. Take out your offering. Standing. Take out your offering. Find something. Hey. Some of you are specialists of one CD offerings. Today, one CD turns into ten CDs. In the name of Jesus. Now, oh, you know, there's some so important thing that we need to get into. So, I really don't want you to go away. So, just make sure that you are here soon, all right? So that we can go deeper. How deep must you go? Why is it important to go deep? Number one. I can't hear. God likens you to what? A building. And number two? Likens you to a tower. And number three? To a fisherman. A fisherman goes deep if you're going to catch big fish. Number four? Mining. You have to go deep to get the treasure in the field. Number five? Swimming. Hey. How many have decided to learn how to swim? Yes. You must. Sea, swimming in the sea. Hey. Lift up your offering. Okay, sit down. Can I take it, sir? You should take offerings when people are sitting down. Take out your offering. Father, thank you as we receive this offering. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank 